<laughs> How long can we talk about Hudson Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> Not very long. <laughs> Here is my one page of notes. <laughs> Yeah, actually there are quite a lot of notes but it's more just plot than anything else because there's just so much plot I'm, I'm glad that somebody took note of the plot I, I wouldn't say I, I don't think I've got it all <laughs> is that even possible? <laughs> to like a community like meeting forum mm-hmm. to like vent anger at things and then spell all the words wrong <laughs> so you can just go through it just being like do they actually think that that's how that word is spelled or <laughs> that the word use exists <laughs> and they spell it so many various different ways why will you s makes kind of logic I suppose mm-hmm. but the ones that use the word Use. U-S-E yeah. <laughs> Use guys Or U apostrophe S mm. Those ones really Us <laughs> Those ones really wind my neck <laughs> Okay <laughs> Grant if we only on his Facebook page <laughs> So he can hate us or what <laughs> So we've discovered Because sometimes I use the word use <laughs> When I meant to use used I get confused <laughs> you were the mild-mannered one of the podcast. Well, the one everyone liked. Set up a typewriter like in front of the people. <laughs> the ones that everyone hates. <laughs> well, we're the arseholes. <laughs> we're the sick, twisted arseholes. Uh, our, our sick, twistedness comes through on the podcast. Yeah. We never he pretend keeps, to be something we're not. He keeps <laughs> up, up. I've got the kind of like... Bruce Banner over here. <laughs> I've got the kind of like... Painting a wall badly makes Ross a dull boy. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Wouldn't like be stuck in a hotel with you? <laughs> Jeez. How's the writing coming, honey? Fuck off. Okay. Be more like that for my identity, actually. <laughs> like fucking playing twenty different people yourself. <laughs> Quite happily. I'm the painter and decorator. Well, I'm the plumber <laughs> then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> suppose we'll have to talk about this. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Don't Joke the Shark. I'm Ross. And uh, instead of telling you off with, um, with lookalikes or uh, other people that are based in the films, I'm just going to... I'm just going to... Uh, introduce you um, by some questions. Grant, mm-hmm. will you play Nintendo with me? Yes. <laughs> and uh, Bob, do you want me to rape on? <laughs> Direct quote from this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't have guessed it from that, but uh, this episode's film is Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawker of Shite. From the director of Beaver Gets a Boner. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> was that a sex ed film that he made? <laughs> I think, was this not one of the biggest bombs in the 1990s? Yes. It was that and Bonfire the Vanities, both. So, uh, here's what we do every time. We take a film that's good up to a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Uh, Unlikely in this film. (laughs) Could be five minutes in. Could be five minutes from the end. I'll vote for five minutes in. (laughs) 
as always, we've locked ourselves inside a room with a beaver getting a boner <laughs> and studied the film separately, so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen sharp jumping moment. So, uh, who are who are the Hudsons and who are the Hawks? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> who are the Hudsons and who are the Hawks? Director Michael Lehman, who also did Heathers, is his good film. He's one good film. <laughs> <laughs> he did um, every TV show in the world, like really? the TV show he's directed it. <laughs> and 40 Days and 40 Nights, remember that? Uh, Josh Hartnett in a romantic lead. Oh, yeah. No. <sighs> he's got to go 40 Days and 40 Nights without having sex with a hot oh, lady. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> That shouldn't be a problem for Josh Hartnett. He's a boring fuck, isn't he? <laughs> so he comes across anyway. We've got two writers. One's called Daniel Waters, who did Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. And you know what's coming, don't you? Or do you? The Adventures of Ford Fairley. <laughs> what a guy. And Stephen D'Souza, who we've seen four times before. Can you name those four? Uh, are they? Do they star Bruce Willis? One of them does, yeah. Die Hard 2? Yes. Um, Who else did this this start? Eddie Murphy. Oh. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Um, Sylvester Stallone. Um, Sylvester Stallone, we have seen in Not Escape to Victory. (laughs) You're the law! Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and John claude Van Damme double, was it double impact yes. yeah, yeah, right. twins. Yes. Mm. I don't think you were there for that no one. but I remember hearing it that was great <laughs> <laughs> I love that I look forward to doing the other Stephen D'Souza written one as well the the one where he moves to Hong Kong and mm. knock off knock off he wrote that as well I look forward to doing that <laughs> one. future episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, star Bruce Willis he was in Cop Out and Bombard Vanities or <laughs> all the greatest hits Colour of Night <sighs> Nancy Drew five. Nancy Drew he said that as Bruce Die Hard 5 did you say Die Hard 5 Expendables 2 yeah until mm-hmm. he was replaced by Kelsey Grammer for number 3 <laughs> much better <laughs> Action star Kelsey Grammer <laughs> Danny Aiello What is he doing in this film? What is he doing in this film? <laughs> He's also in Leon Do the Right Thing and Once Upon a Time in America <laughs> not, in, not in the correct film hero is it? Andy McDowell What is she doing in this film? Uh, Trying to comedy one uh, uh, That's pretty <laughs> horrendous <laughs> uh, She's in Groundhog Day Four Weddings and a Funeral is it raining? I haven't noticed. Crosses quite. She's in town and country as well. One of the biggest, another one of the biggest yeah. flops of all time. Oh. I think there's a town and country. What there's a theme that? here. Is that a film about a bicycle shop? It's got Warren Beatty in it, and it's about old people in Hollywood. I think. <laughs> Sandra Bernhardt's also in this. Who's she? Mrs. Madonna. Oh yeah. She was in the King Comedy, which is a brilliant That's film. Brilliant. And she is brilliant in it. She is good in that. She was in something called Les Chat with a Z. Is that what I think it is? Led Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said this before, but I once went to see a band that was an all female uh, Led Zeppelin tribute band. Really? Called, guess it. Lesbian Zeppelin? Close Les Zeppelin. 
She was also in a film, oh, I can't see you being able to make a joke out of this one, called One Hell of a Guy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, let's just leave that. Because <laughs> this film makes that joke, doesn't it? Yeah. So, is that us? Yes. Um, I thought they'd be two ladies for a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sounds like we're playing bingo. Open <laughs> <laughs> house. Is it too thin, ladies? Oh, Hudson Hawk, Die Hard, Street Fighter. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to the Street Fighter episode because I'm no memory doing it. Um. So, so I can't can't really say there's a uh, there is an accent. Is there? Of course, buongiorno. Oh yes, <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. So I want you to write, read the synopsis as the. Um, you know, so I haven't written the synopsis down. Yeah, you haven't. It must be incredibly short. <laughs> so give us that as uh, the world's greatest inventor, Bob. Buongiorno, boys. <laughs> Famous cat burglar, <laughs> Hudson Hawk. That's it. <laughs> well, he's going to go and capture some Leonardo da Vinci items, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> that's it. It was like, like two lines, and I can't remember the second line. And it was pretty much that. Yeah, that's pretty much that. That's mm-hmm. all. Famous cat burglar. Got to go and steal shit. When did we stop using the phrase cat burglar? Because I can remember it from being a kid. Yeah. But nobody uses it at all now. I think, I think it was when this film came out. <laughs> I'm not being associated with that. <laughs> you know. Um, Cammy Grant played a cat burglar and to catch a thief. Yeah, but that was like in the fifties. Yeah, cat burglar suggests like ye oldie worldie. Yeah, I'm so quiet. I'm like a cat. Yeah. Nobody's going to describe themselves like that in the nineties when this was made. Not when you're singing along as you break into a place. It's yeah, not particularly subtle, is it? I don't remember. He's a cool Harry, cat. Maybe I don't that's why. Cammy Grant doing that. And he was always dressed suave as well. Mm. Mm. What a guy! Not with that silly hat on. Hey, or that CGI hairline did you read that fact no no. apparently this film was pushed over budget by Bruce Willis demanding that they CGI in more hair oh, on certain off. scenes fuck off <laughs> is it the scenes where he's filmed from behind because <laughs> 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 there's very little of them isn't there yeah yeah I was thinking that when I was watching it thinking he was kind of a bit baldy and die hard so mm-hmm. how's he got more hair now <laughs> the magic of computers yeah Hmm. Early computer. I'll say one thing about Bruce Willis though, yeah. He really hates fat people, doesn't he? Oh, he does he <laughs> I mean, after you fat fucking okay, die too. <laughs> I mean, there's multiple on ones. On it events. comes Danny Aiello gets yeah. a wee jab. Let's fat face guard. Aiello is not the fattest man no, in the world. No, no, no. He's not exactly Mr. Creaso, is he? Creaso. He's maybe fat for Hollywood terms, <laughs> which means he's half a stone overweight. <laughs> at least, I'm going to say one good thing about Bruce Willis in this. At least, it looks like he's having a good time. It looks <laughs> like he's putting a bit of effort to actually <laughs> do some acting. You remember those reactions. days? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's been a long time ago now. I'm like, fucking now when he gets paid 20 million to just start in shite. <laughs> turn up and say lines like this and this tone. Action scene. Do you know that old uh, thing about like 
um, one of the best things you can do when you're acting is mm-hmm. act as if you're bored mm-hmm. and then like walk in <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> I think that's definitely the tact he's taken up in latter years is just like nah I'll just pretend like Clint Eastwood's been doing that for years but mm-hmm. it works for Clint Eastwood it's because he's got there's there's the more behind his eyes ah, thing ah. with Clint Eastwood where you're like that's ah, a man that's got something going on Tommy Lee Jones mm-hmm. does that I mean he never looks particularly startled or moved but you're like, ah, there's something going on there. There's some character to them as well, though. Yeah, right? yeah. Tommy Lee Jones especially. Mm-hmm. Remember him in Batman Forever? Character. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, in the recurring series of um, all the films in the world that Ross hasn't watched, um, <laughs> do you know what film I did watch? Starting Tommy Lee Jones, classic. What did you watch? Classic. Classic Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. JFK? The Fugitive? No, I've seen JFK. Fugitive. Fugitive. Yeah, watched yeah. The Fugitive for the, the first time. Oscar Oscar winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. I liked it. Enjoyed it. From the director of Under Siege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can see why it's so classic. Did you see all those <laughs> Under Siege side characters in it? All the side characters are all side characters. <laughs> the same ones in Under Siege. I, I can't say I'd particularly noticed it, but maybe yeah. if I'd known that, I maybe would have looked out for them. Well, now I suggest you watch the sequel as well, US Marshals. <laughs> Is that. He's good in it. Wesley Snipes Wesley Snipes has stolen some money and Tommy Lee Jones has cut track of him <laughs> this kind of sounds like real life <laughs> uh, yeah, you can is know it, how this one ends <laughs> is it kind of like tax evasion <laughs> oh there's one point where he wears a shell suit it's worth just watching for that Tommy Lee Jones yeah oh that yeah that sounds it's horrendous <laughs> and yet genius <laughs> Okay, is that a genuine sequel? Or it's a genuine sequel. Like? It's just not that great because they follow the exact same storyline. Oh, right. okay. okay, exactly the same. <laughs> they end up in the storm drain and everything. Exactly the same. <laughs> I might watch that. Um, okay, shall we get at it then? Yes. Yeah, we should do. Try Star Pictures logo. Yeah. Yes. Horse running. Do do. Spirit horse. <laughs> do, well, from Halloween too. No, I'm the Rob Zombie Spirit horse. horse too. Ah. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's been spoiled now. But of course, there's a Young Guns 2 connection in this film. There is. Shears a cast member mm. in the twilight of his career. <laughs> James Coburn. Mm-hmm. You have the kid to you. Playing uh, George Kaplan. Who's the same character that's in Charade, is it? No, no it's North by Northwest. North by Northwest, that's the one that um, Cary Grant's mistaken for. Yeah. However... <laughs> So remember how good North by Northwest was? <laughs> I do remember how good North by Northwest was. The first thing I thought... Dina we've not talked about this film yet. Uh, this is coming up for 21 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I saw was a story by Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh, from the book that Bob nicely lent me... Um, Richard E. Grant's Richard Diaries. Richard E. Grant's Diaries, I think we talked about last week. Um, the reason Richard E. Grant doesn't get much work in Hollywood. <laughs> 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 it seems like it really was uh, Bruce Willis's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the point that, although it said story, he seemed to do most of the directing, okay. producing, okay. writing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of most of it. And uh, from what Punched it said in that, with some fat jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what it said in that, it seemed to be mostly like a kind of passion project, mm-hmm. something that he thought from when he was working in a bar. Mm-hmm. There's only <laughs> one scene in this that's based in a bar. So. <laughs> You took down Captain Bob's steering wheel? Yeah, yeah. Remember that time that he came in? That seems like it's one of those, like, this is a genuine story that uh-huh. happened to him and he thought, oh, it's so funny. Everybody else will find it as funny as I did when I worked in that bar. 
No. No, <laughs> no really, because they didn't see this film, Bruce. No, <laughs> they didn't work in your bar. <laughs> Yeah. And the rest of us aren't particularly offended by goat's cheese pizza, <laughs> which is his bugbear. You're selling goat's cheese pizza now! <laughs> this isn't the Brooklyn I once knew. <laughs> so yeah, he gets out of prison at the beginning. Sing Sing. Sing Sing Prison. A horrendous prison. Yeah. By any other... But doesn't it look delightful? Want. Yeah. So say, good. by the way, you know the prologue with Leonardo da Vinci in it? Yeah. How much does he look like Adam Duritz from the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jones! I actually forgot about that problem. Hey, Leonardo da Vinci! Hey, what's I gonna do? Uh, Italiano! Fuck! Hey, I got this alchemy machine, I got in this helicopter! <laughs> Mamma mia! That's <laughs> a spicy meatball! Oh, fuck off! Fuck right off! What is the point of this money at a set like, like a fairy tale? It's ridiculous! In the first of the wild. Genre changes in this film. It's weird. <laughs> the tonal shifts in this Wild. film are ridiculous. I think we could use it. At, yeah. at one point, cutthroat. That's yeah. <laughs> just so weird. So, yeah, they've thrown money at this whole opening, which really you could have told. What? You didn't need to tell. You didn't no, need you didn't to tell. Need to tell. They, yeah. did do, they didn't do it in the, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Like, oh, we better explain who Da Vinci is and what the hell he done yeah. first. You hear what we're saying here, Bruce Willis? You're not as good <laughs> as the Da Vinci Code. Dan Brown is a better author than you. I want to see the script where it has all those Italian... Italian! <laughs> Leonardo! And it has the, the early on joke. And that guy on a horse? Oh, that's just a guy on a horse. Mm. Okay, a, okay. a big foot statue in nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That came off one of the old Hercules films, according to the commentary. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> it's filmed in Cinecita. Oh, in Italy. In Italy. Italy, Italiano! I'm going to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> so we get that, and then we cut to him getting out of prison mm-hmm. yeah. and stealing the keys off the guards. Which surprisingly doesn't end him up in prison again. <laughs> he's, he's done a long stretch, and yet he manages to look like Bruce Willis, the movie star. <laughs> Coming out of Sing Sing Prison. Not the, Bruce Willis, the rape victim. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of thinking that. I've seen Oz, come on. Man. Somebody looks like him, that's catnip, isn't it? Well, like I was saying, like any film that you see that mentions Sing Sing, they're like, oof, that was pretty brutal. It was like a prison. Maybe, maybe it was just a case of and they tried to grab him by his hair. It was like, oh, it's all coming away. <laughs> He's escaped. <laughs> He's a slippery character. <laughs> He'll have sung them some songs. <laughs> Bruno has come back. He'll have named them how long Aye. each song was. <laughs> if you just if you just masturbate, I'll sing to you. <laughs> how long are you gonna be? <laughs> Three minutes, twenty two seconds, right. Swinging a star. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh a better film. So Danny Aiello picks him up? Mm. Yes, and he. Oh, he wears a. Have you seen the heart? The heart. Is... Some men just shouldn't wear hearts, right? Speaking Bald of, men usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't go past without going past one of the lines he says mm-hmm. he's coming at the prison of, which is when he's talking about how he's going to have to do his community service. Saying, Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, "I'm not up for teaching handicap film people how to yodel." Oh. It's like Jesus Christ, Bruce. <laughs> oh. You had a hand in the script, you see. <laughs> hmm. That normally kills in Planet Hollywood a bit. <laughs> yeah. 
Or that bar that he used to work in. <laughs> I wonder if he had a hand in the edit as well. He was like, the editor was coming in going, look, I'm going to take that handicap joke out. I think it's kind of offensive. No, no, man. got to leave it in. That's funny shit. That's my <laughs> shit. I've spent years writing this. I can believe that. Checking my hat. Yeah, look at my hat. I've got it on silly and I've put the, the front bit up and I look cool. No, no, you don't. No. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Get out of here, I'm going to edit this myself. <laughs> uh, what he needed was a producer on the calibre of uh, Rick McCallum. <laughs> oh, yes, Bruce. Oh, yes, Bruce, that's great, Bruce. Oh, lovely, Bruce. Bruce, that's a great job. <laughs> it seems like he did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they had Joe Silver who believed him at the time, didn't he? Because he yeah. thought he could mine some fucking money at him. <laughs> that was a mistake. So he goes back to his bar, which has now There's been another line that's yeah. really inappropriate in the car as well. Mm-hmm. Which another one you see? Yeah, shock doesn't sound like Bruce Willis. It's when because you know his big thing in this film is he's always trying to get a good coffee. Yeah. Well. Uh, I was watching it with subtitles on. Mm-hmm. When you watch it with subtitles on, the lady says, "Is you can, uh, oh, you've become interested in drinking these fancy European coffees, haven't you? Yeah. The subtitles, and I'm not lying, say you've got interested in drinking those fancy fag coffees, haven't you? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like, he's just a <laughs> Put his own stamp on it. <laughs> You're just like I know what he means. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just interpret. <laughs> Subtext, eh? <laughs> for me, the hearing impaired don't have time. To, time to waste you reading the word European. I'll just, I'll just shortcut. Fag. And then we're introduced aye, at the bar to famous character actor Frank Stallone, aren't we? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what happens? So he. Like you say, he's, he's desperate for this coffee the entire time. And he just has a whiff of it. He, well, he goes to drink it. Some guy shoots the coffee mug. Through about a dozen people. Yeah, and think. presumably kills somebody yeah. in the street outside. And uh, what happens is Bruce Willis does absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. yet in Did you see ten the- seconds earlier, a car backfired. <laughs> he <laughs> shot his brakes and then <laughs> Did you see his wee Bruce Willis pout that he did? It's almost like he was taking a selfie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. This is my upset at my yeah. cock being shot out of my hand selfie. <laughs> Whereas Leslie Nielsen would have handled that a lot better. Smug. You just, you just, you just stay motionless and just don't react. It's funny. <laughs> or just react with your eyes. It's funnier. <clears throat> You know what would be funny if people started then running out the bar. Oh my god, oh, he's got, got a gun! Got a gun. <laughs> Actually, now that you've said that, see if Leslie Nielsen was in this uh-huh. film instead of <laughs> Bruce Willis. Yes, yes. <laughs> I could have actually taken this entire film because you'd know it was Leslie, Leslie Nielsen's in it. It's a farce. All right, okay. <laughs> Leslie yeah. Nielsen is a cat burglar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> instead of Annie McDowell, Priscilla Presley, get her. Yeah. yeah. You would know exactly where you stood with this film. Instead, you're talking about a guy that's just come off Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. With the biggest ego in the world. Yeah. Humongous okay. at this point. So, you know these two Italian stereotypes yeah. that are Frank Stallone's... Henchman. One yeah, of them's his brother. Did you catch their names? No. Caesar and Anthony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm intelligent, says Bruce. Because yeah. that's the joke for everyone, isn't it? When they're doing the chase. But did you hear the wee jab about his brother? 
Yeah, I did. About Stone. Aye. But he's uh, brother not it? being a smart. Yeah. This 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 plan's so dumb, even his brother could yeah. get away with it. And he's like, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't realise that was a wee jab at Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't realise it was Frank Stone though, really. <laughs> um, so they talk him into this one more job. Yeah. One more job. He ain't gonna get caught. It's dead simple. Goes down in the basement and has a very serious like what is with this conversation. Oh, a very serious scene where he, I mean, and it, it would make sense because at this point you're still not a hundred percent sure what the tone of the mm-hmm. film's going to be. Well, I mean, you guys are because you've seen it before, but for me, you watched it for the no, first no, time. No, you were very much as <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I have no idea what tone this is going to be. So when he's he's putting all these little lockpick things yeah. into his thing, and then he picks up something when the other guy makes a bit of a joke and throws it and smashes a lamp you're like oh it's so the finger cuffs yeah he's like, he tries oh. to unlock it it's obviously it's obviously quite serious mm. then the I'm not having a fucking laugh and a joke with you I'm yeah. fucking serious here yeah he pulls out something like into that yeah yeah followed up by a scene two seconds later with skateboards <laughs> yeah again though if you have Leslie Nielsen in this film he'd have the finger trap on his fingers and it would accidentally fly off and everything <laughs> 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 Better seen already. Or you'd see him in the next scene still with the finger cuffs on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Naked Gun 33 and a third where he's in prison. Like in Sing Sing, that the whole opening would be so different. <laughs> yeah. That's just really making me want to watch Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he decides to do it. And, and he's very happy about Even it. Even though he has a, a half share in a very successful bar. Yeah, extremely yeah. successful. <laughs> But because they took down Captain Bob Steerenville... Oh, I'm <laughs> happy. He's I'm out. Happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the next scene we see is him, the, the other guy... What's his name again? Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, yeah. So we see Tommy like saying to, to Hudson, naming all these different songs. Yeah. And you're like, all right, so this is going to be like a common theme that's going to go out through the film. Mm. It's a bit weird and it seems more like a comedy than the yeah. serious heist movie that I've assumed that this <laughs> is now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> cue them using a rope front. Like, they dress up as pool guards. Yeah. Pool, pool guards. Pool uh, cleaning guys to go into the building across, across the, the yeah. museum. More fat jokes. Yeah. This only holds 900 pounds. You've eaten too much pasta. Are you wearing a girdle? <laughs> <laughs> and Hilarious. Instead of bringing their own equipment, they used rope from the pool to and climb rubber, between the buildings. And a rubber ring. And a, yeah, and a rubber ring. Good. I thought you only needed the disguise to get into the building, World's not to get the equipment. Greatest cart burglar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are we going to get across from that building to that one? Well, I assume this tiny communal general <laughs> has made you. your life right <laughs> if I'm going cat burglaring with the world's greatest cat burglar and he does this and he just you've got a little tiny rope that you're going to climb on to get across to the building I'm out yeah. I'm done <laughs> just like you've lost you've, you've, you've lost it yeah. being in Sing Sing <laughs> I'm done you mean we just shimmy across the rope <laughs> no thank you where's the safety harnesses nah I'm, I'm done so they cut through the glass. And yeah, you're right, it's skateboards as well. Yeah, they use. Lime green. <laughs> skateboard, very 90s. And. Uh, Makes they, another fat joke cutting through the glass. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wearing my girlfriend, yeah. I think, is the joke. Yeah. Um, they, they loop the. The TV they loop cameras. The TV cameras. 
And but what they don't know is some prime physical comedy has been going on. Because the fat guard yep. got a fright and broke a chair. Yeah. Because the other guards pulled a prank on him, didn't they? Yeah. You know what would have been funny? Startled him. If that chair was like some kind of priceless antique. Mm-hmm. That could have been funny. Yep. And and that was also there for auction. And the guard was just like... And it'd be funny mm-hmm. if just have a little try to put it back together. Yeah. That could be funny. But other people can't be funny in this film, Ross. No, no. Only Bruce Willis. And fat people. And fat people. <laughs> who just are physically funny. <laughs> who everybody knows a fat person's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like the big Hulkin um, bad guy that he always calls Jumbo. Mm-hmm. Is that... <laughs> hey. Who is that? I have no idea. I'm feeling like that's Is he a wrestler somebody. or... Ah, I feel like he... It isn't Brian Bosworth, is it? No, I don't think that's Brian Bosworth. No, it's that's not. not Brian Bosworth. No, he looks like he's got the uh, hair though, doesn't he? Mm. Same he hair. looks like the guy who's the lead um, bad guy in the park and Sergeant Kabukubami in YPD. Oh, it's <laughs> a reference for everyone I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Hulk Hogan's love child. <laughs> to be fair, wasn't that Hulk Hogan's son that ended up in uh, Sing Sing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll delete this. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's having just as great a time in Sing Sing as Bruce Willis did for that long stretch he was in (laughs) where he made lots of friends the thing I find weird about this is most films will make it a point to say oh he was in prison but Mm -hmm. he wasn't he wasn't really bad he was doing something good but this film makes a point of saying, no, he was, he was just the greatest caterpillar in the world. He was just double-crossed by double-crossed. somebody. That's right. It wasn't his fault. It was. Um, he played Leatherface in the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Clearly. His name is Andrew Bernowski. Could you see if he's in Sergeant Kabukiman? Can I see if he's in Sergeant Kabukiman? I could try. It says he has been in a lot of films. When was it? Mm, I don't know 80s, 90s <laughs> Pick one Who's <laughs> um, in Batman Returns? Who's in Batman Returns? Charles Chip Shrek He's Zang Yee from Street Fighter Oh, go. He was not Chip Shrek It would be before that I think Yeah, he was Was he? Yeah Chip Shrek was the Big hawking guy like that so Take it up with the IMDb, Bob <laughs> <laughs> He's also in <laughs> Lois and Clark no, it's the first one struggling for you. I must let you borrow Lawson Clark. What a pile of shite. <laughs> you watched the start of that. that oh, is shit. <laughs> There's a Nightman. Oh, that looks terrible. Ah, <laughs> Nightman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in Scooby Doo? <laughs> Cavern Henchman. Oh. Who else would he be? Who else would he be? It's no Fred. It was Beast and Without a Trace. Or A Beast, I don't know. A Beast. <laughs> Dracula's guest. Burn notice. He's, he's really just kind of worked to stay alive by the looks of it. Mm. It's nothing particularly exciting. Can't remember what it's saying. Something. In the bar, oh, we're, we're just doing the. We're doing the uh, oh, yeah, we're in the. Yeah. We're fat doing folk, the robbery. Fat folk are funny. <laughs> so did you notice singing no, no. Did, did you notice that when they come to the the, the actual museum mm-hmm. right 
the two security guards, one of them's looking through the phone book and he says there's like oh, 300... Speaking of racist jokes. Yeah. He says yeah. there's 300 Wongs in the phone book. That's a lot of Wong numbers. And then the music stings a little bit of chopsticks in there. There's music peppered off throughout this that references things people say well when we were listening to the um, soundtrack coming over mm-hmm. in the car I was like I wonder if that's on the soundtrack mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. <laughs> right at the very end is that uh, the best purchase you've ever made it was <laughs> until we got into it <laughs> they only sang two songs yeah I could have took a whole album of them singing where's the one What's the song we're singing this bit? Um, Swing on a Star? I think yeah. so, yeah, yeah. And then it's side by side at the end. That's right. Mm. So, basically, they they know the time that they've got to take to do a task. So to keep them... To keep it in their head, instead of just using a watch, mm-hmm. like a sensible person, which keeps which an accurate the film time. even draws attention yeah. to Diana Yellow's like, excuse me, I'm the sensible character here. <laughs> Stop calling me a fat person and listen to my good idea. I was going to do the right thing. <laughs> I was in Leon. The, um... You were in North. <laughs> At this time in your life, you were in North. <laughs> so, instead... In 20 years, you're going to be diehard fan. <laughs> Nobody's going to know who you are, but they'll all remember Elijah Wood. <laughs> They um, they sang a song to keep the time mm-hmm. and um, sing it. Okay. All right, I wouldn't say it was great. I wouldn't say either of them should have a singing career of it. Bruno, <laughs> steady. He's um, sensitive <laughs> and litigious. <laughs> Uh, I think this comes under the category I think of you'd be uh, too bored to come own opinion. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> the oh. podcast opinion. <laughs> oh, see, you're just I'm dragging you down with me. For us now, right? Well, I think he'd be too bored to come after me, even if he heard yeah. it. But seems like too much effort. <laughs> just going to go and make Die Hard Six instead. Nowadays, he'd be singing Shatner style, I think, because he's just bored. Want to sing? Just talk. No effort. No effort. He'd be covered in Leonard Cohen. <laughs> uh, Bruce. You could see him doing that theme tune to the new season of Truth Tech movie. <laughs> so, the, because of the, the kind of mess up, they end up getting nearly caught. They jump from the top of the building. Can I just say, they go, they're, they're singing really quietly. Yeah. Right? Up until Danny Aiello and yeah. Bruce Willis meet up again in the main room where they're going to steal the For like the crescendo. And... and they just suddenly burst out in this huge, huge voice booming across the, the hallway. When, Who the fuck isn't he going to hear that? We get the most cartoon-like ways of stopping them as well. Mm-hmm. They have like a trip rope that yeah. they pull tight. And then they like, home alone. clock their heads together. And there's <laughs> like that. a oh, noise. Noise. Um, when Dianel is sneaking he does it on his tiptoe as well it's like do 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 at least it wasn't like the, the ivory tinkle the <laughs> might as well have been because right after this we have more comedy so mm-hmm. I think we could say this is the first genre change in yeah. which we've had our head whipped off Sandra Bernhard comes in and they go awooga <laughs> maybe not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Maybe Andy McDowell. If it had been made after the mask, if it had been made after the mask, you bet your arse that would have been in there. Yeah. And there's a film that probably tried to do what this film tried to do, mm-hmm. but done it right. Same sort of tone. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, they jump off the building, yeah. and it's an instant transition cut from or a hard cut, I should say, straight into yeah. him landing on a sofa. Yeah, and it's got the same kind of comic sound effect noises, One. doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> comedy genius. So it turns out the the horse it wasn't important; it was what was inside the horse. Um, and it's a Leonardo's invention. Yeah, and this British butler just slices a guy's neck. What the hell is this all about? <laughs> That's the this British butler guy who was trying to bribe him in the prison. Yeah, yeah, he's going to kick your ass if you do with one job. You're going to be fine, blah blah blah. Mm. So that's that detective killed. Yes, sliced wide open. <laughs> so I think we can say this is the third genre change into slasher oh, horror. Yeah, we have cartoon sound effects a second ago. Seconds ago, and I don't know about you, yeah. but for me, this was the point, and there was a lot of swearing in this scene uh-huh. as well. Holy shit, the swearing! This is the point that I went. <laughs> uh, I thought this was a U. <laughs> and it's a 15. And it's a 15. Hot. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, this was the point that made me go, all oh, right. What the fuck are we watching here? This is, this is weird, and I can see why they picked this. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird. And the McDowell has the camera pointed at her now as well. Yeah. As our sultry lead. <laughs> Andy McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> So the butler's just killed somebody. Yep. And we go straight on to, um, oh, that horse wasn't stolen, no. the theft was foiled, and it's going on sale mm-hmm. tomorrow. So Hudson Hawk buys a tuxedo, uh, a shit tuxedo, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I do say so, and goes along to the auction. Don't tell that to Bruce Willis, though. There's at least three other lines of how great this is. Yeah. Oh, nice tuxedo, nice tuxedo. Hey, this was my best tuxedo. <laughs> um, he turns up. Sits next to Andy McDowell, conveniently the only seat free. Yeah. Um, and in the distance, you can see David Caruso. Yeah. Yes. With sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ow! <laughs> he's he, he's eating a Kit Kat. Or no, we don't see. Ah, but they've all got they've all got candy bars on them. Because you see the guy. I did think it was a bit weird product placement because if you eat a Snickers bar, Snickers the word tends to face the roof. Unless you're weirdo that you sit the other way around. Um, but the guy that's eating a Snickers bar, the word Snickers is the right way up and facing Bruce Willis. <laughs> like side on. Like some Good kind of product freak. placement. Yeah. But I would have covered up the S and just had Knickers. <laughs> that's because you're chilling. That's just me. Um, yeah. I would have laughed at that more than I would have done it. Good joke as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but they all have like they all have their sweeties yeah. around in their pocket. Which why? Yeah. Why? Just because of the product placement. That's all. Did you notice who the guy in charge of the auction was as well? Yes. Yeah. So later went on to star in Coronation Street. Yes. That's Fred, Fred Elliot, the yeah. butcher. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the same guy in Goldeneye who gets killed yes. with um, yes. on a top? Yeah. Yeah. The big smile on his face. <laughs> Quite happy because he was on a top at the time. <laughs> um, so. Let's not go through the entire auction. What happens at the end is... An explosion. An explosion, yeah. Fred Elliott gets butchered. (laughs) (laughs) High five. Thank you, one person who remembers Cornish History from 1995. (laughs) Yeah, because uh, Richard E. Grant Sandra Bernhard turned up here and and put a bed on the auction, and they've also planted a bomb. Yeah. I hate as well, though, the the look that Andy McDowell gives him, which is the the typical look that anyone gives Bruce Willis in any of his films. Mm -hmm. Ooh. 
I'd like to sex him oh, up. Wow. The worst example being striking distance. Yeah. Uh, it's oh. not, I'd like to sex him up, I'd like him to sex me up. Because <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> like, Even though especially, in, especially in striking distance where he's a one grotty fucker. <laughs> you're like, no, thank get away from me, you live in a boat. <laughs> you smelly fuck. And Mario Crane's his daddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker has a love interest with as directed by the same guy you've got to do that film there's another story in that Richard E. Grant book about that is it? where he'd worked with them on striking distance Mm. Um, somebody was talking to Richard E. Grant about it but um, yeah during striking distance when they're trapped in a car upside down Uh. he did the line readings to Bruce Willis to help his performance and when it was time for the cameras to turn around Yeah. yeah Bruce Willis just fucked off (laughs) <laughs> unfucking believable that happens in this film as well because yeah. like not to jump to the end too much but there's a, a big speech at the end that well, Richard feel D- free to jump <laughs> to the <end. laughs> that uh, Richard D. Grant gives mm-hmm. and it says in the book like yeah so it was just his standing that mm-hmm. stood there while I was delivered this big massive speech and uh, it's not quite the same <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming uh, we should get this in standing these yeah. days <laughs> He doesn't need a standard. <laughs> why, why help other actors when you're big? It maybe he's Hollywood making up star. for it, and his standard is the one that's relaxing. Yeah. He's on the screen, he's just <laughs> emotionless. Emotionless. <laughs> a zombie. So, yeah, we better get forward to. The ambulance? 1 800, I'm gonna fucking die. 1 800, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> they closed the, the Brooklyn bread. so good, they used it twice and. Five seconds. <laughs> they closed the Brooklyn Bridge for four days. Four days. Four days. According to the director's commentary, right. and they were loved every day. People actually shot at them. Shot. <laughs> 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 took pot shots at them. Brilliant. But I'm not surprised. I, I mean, why the scene? Does it need to be on that bridge? <laughs> I don't see them being like Werner Herzog and just being like, oh, I'll just keep going with the interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they probably shut down production and <laughs> call for the police. No. But, oh, honestly, I couldn't believe that it when he said that. interviewed by Mark Kermode when Werner Herzog did that. And Ver- Mark Kermode says in his book that Werner Herzog just said, he said, are you okay? He said, yeah, someone appears to have shot me. He's worked with Kinski, he doesn't care. <laughs> you build up a tolerance. This is my own. Uh, this is my own. He used to stab me every other day. Though. <laughs> yeah, so this scene... The um, ambulance. What um, is it? It's just, what is this all about? Is it comedy? Is it action? What, what this causes, is an action What scene. causes the ambulance to explode as Because <laughs> <laughs> it explodes mid-flip. <laughs> and that's when he's like, Anthony! Caesar! Caesar. Oh. The only bit I did genuinely get a laugh at was when um, one of them's covered in needles. Yeah. Yes. Bruce Willis needles his entire face. All those needles in the face is yeah. a genuine, is a genuine note I have because it's quite horrifying. And he just pops up from behind. He's like, "Hello, guys, what's happening?" And all these needles are sticking. That is, is oh, that was, to me. That was funny. Yes, that was quite dark. Quite, quite so that's um, props that's to the props master. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a hit rate of one so far. One, one gag out of nine so far. In in sixteen genre changes. <laughs> 
But yeah, this whole scene, man. It's... Well, conveniently, uh, the the bed rolls to a stop. Mm-hmm. Um, After he throws change into the, the bridge, <laughs> yeah. the tall thing come up. The, the tall thing come up, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That's not change. how that works. Like, it's not that fast. <laughs> you can drive <laughs> through it at 90 miles. Through exact well, change. 20 miles an hour would even be too fast, what I would think. Oh, yeah, yeah. 10 miles an hour is too close. You have to stop to do that. <laughs> to me, I, I used to watch Moonlighting in the 80s, and to me it was trying to ride that fine line of humour and drama yeah. and action that Moonlighting did have. Mm-hmm. I think what he forgets, though, is other people wrote that. Yeah. 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 That's and made a good skill. job of it. And they also broke the fourth wall on that as well. They used to sometimes just stop mm-hmm. and wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the camera. Yeah. But, oh, no, this is terrible. So yeah, he rolls the, the trolley to a full stop. Conveniently, yeah. to where the CIA are. Yeah. Convenient. Convenient. <laughs> um, and he meets all the different people. The candy bars. Yeah, so we have Kit Kat, who doesn't talk, and uh, has everything pre-printed on cards. Yeah. David Caruso. One of the other few highlights Apparently. of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently kept in, uh, kept in character. Didn't talk at all. Yeah. Didn't talk. To, used to think Richard E. Grant hated him because he didn't talk to him. He's like, well, you didn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> For the entire fucking production. What are you talking about? Are you fucking mad? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Do you have to get in into character so much for Hudson Hawk? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. It was his way. Maybe it was convenient way not, not to talk to Bruce Willis. <laughs> so I'm saying maybe it was just his excuse for not talking to Bruce Willis. If I just yeah. play him, I think he's on a separate journey for Bruce Willis because Bruce Willis had an ego on him. Yeah, or has an ego on him now, yeah. or did have, and always has had. David Caruso had an ego on him, but you could see CSI Miami has sort of mellowed him a wee bit. Yeah, he stayed on that show for well, fucking ever. Mm-hmm. MIPD was a kind of zenith of his ego, eh? mm-hmm. and then when he left that, and he, he was going to be the biggest movie star ever, and of course it never happened. But CSI just seems to have. Well, because he, he realised, holy shit, this is a paycheck every fucking week, and I can do this for years, and and it's well respected, it's well regarded. Yeah, I've got people around me. Yeah. yeah, maybe Bruce Willis should make a TV show. <laughs> I fucking think so. <laughs> maybe be a bit happier. So take North the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they 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 tranquilise him here. Yeah, put him in a shipping crate. Yeah, for the fucking send them to Rome. Yeah. Which, speaking of Naked Gun, mm-hmm. we're in the little little area, yeah. and you can see the Coliseum <laughs> at the window. <laughs> directly lifted for this film, but it's not meant to be a joke. Oh, they actually found an apartment right across from the Coliseum. <laughs> Just to film that. Just to film that. And then this, this whole um, scene in the limousine. Yeah. Did you read that in Richard E. Grant's book? Oh, this took fucking forever a film, and because they had got a specialised limousine, was this the one that we were talking about with the yeah, like the no light air conditioning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'd, they'd made they'd made an extra bit of this limousine, yeah, yeah, a tiny true. limousine, so they'd extended it. No air conditioning, no fuck all, and in Italy it was roasting. Mm-hmm. No, so yeah. everybody was stinking, everybody was sweating. That's nice. <laughs> we this big. <laughs> oh my god! You know, say like they had to keep like. Oh for what? How long does that scene last? Ten seconds. Well, they don't. They don't necessarily talk too much about like. He doesn't talk about him having to get like mopped down, but he does yeah. make a lot about the fact that they had to stop quite regularly to mop Bruce, Bruce Willis down. <laughs> mop the star down. Yeah. 
You know? Like Shamu. <laughs> and again, I'm sure when that scene was finished with Bruce, he fucked off. Yeah. Leaving Richard yeah, Grant to sweat his tits off in this limousine, yeah. talking mm. to nobody. Brilliant. What a guy. I do, I do quite like the fact that the limousine has a fax machine in yeah, it. But, but why, why does it need to be that particular limousine? Why can it not just be a limousine? Because it's like this 1950s retros limousine. Yeah. Why? It's smart. Yeah. Has he smart. seen it out the window of his but you know what? bar one day? Yeah. I'd rather pick a limousine with air conditioning. Yeah, that had enough room for them. Maybe. Yeah. That's ego, though, for you. That is, that when is you, ego. When you get to the point where you realise my decisions are compromised mm-hmm. and everyone else's safety. Yeah. I mean, think of it like, what's his name? Johnny Depp from mm-hmm. Pirates of Caribbean when it started he was like oh I want to film out here mm-hmm. and it started raining so he's like right okay I've made this decision I'm buying everyone in the set a, a rain jacket mm-hmm. so we can actually do this that's the difference that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a nice guy that's somebody who cares about the crew and the cast yeah it's not just him mm-hmm. yeah but Bruce no no it's all about <laughs> Bruce all about the Willis so have you seen Cop Out by the way yeah it's horrendous it, isn't it it is and the, and only thing, the only thing that saves it is the fact that Kevin Smith also thinks it's horrendous. <laughs> and the stories about it are yeah. horrendous. And I'm, he's not been quiet about it, which well, I like. Bruce would just rip his script and just say, chuffer, chuffer, chuffer. Well, you can tell, like, because it, it just Kevin Smith, I'm not a fan of his recent stuff, but I think he's definitely got a distinct voice. And yeah. that film is completely devoid of it. No, no, no. There's nothing in it. It's, no. it's just like um, Die Hard 4 or like anything else like that. It's just the same kind of tone, but... Well, and I did, but it was supposed to be oh, like a Fletch type yeah, film yeah, that's right, yeah. but thanks to Bruce Willis who would have been perfect for Although, that I'll tell you one way Kevin Smith did ruin it his music choice his choice to have music playing in every single scene really really loudly oh. <laughs> he went through that period with Smodcast though as well where he like had a score that went over the back end and you're just like come on it's pretentious <laughs> he's got the most annoying laugh in the world though that's why I can't listen to his podcast. He can't really talk. I've got a pretty bad one as well. <laughs> he laughs like a four-year-old. Yeah. He's been tickled. <laughs> that's not the worst. That's not the worst laugh. Bloody children! <laughs> <laughs> it's a worst laugh for a grown adult man. Maybe, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, children. Four children. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Um, can we get on to the Simon Says Handcuffs? How cool are they? Do, 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 Sandra Bernhardt sing along to I've Got the Power. Yeah. She comes across really well in that book, actually. Uh-huh. Apart right. from the fact that she's she, a wee bit nuts. Yeah, and gives. Well, <laughs> she was so bored that she, she was so bored at one point she just gave a guy a handjob. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't as if she kept it quiet because he's like. He didn't even you, come. Yeah, yeah. He didn't she, even come. She was like, I might. He was like, don't feel, don't feel bad about reading this and think that I've parlayed something that really She'll tell in, you. intimate. She wrote about it in a book. <laughs> She'll tell yourself. <laughs> and she, she retold the story to the rest of the cast while the guy was there. She <laughs> <laughs> goes David Crusoe. I'm not going to tell anyone about this. <laughs> there is another sexual moment in this scene, though, isn't there? Where the dog starts to oh, get the, a little bit frisky. The dog blowjob joke. Yeah. Is this a 15 or an 18? <laughs> I wish my Bruce Willis is like, oh, I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there. Oh, oh my god. god. Born by a dog? Horrendous. 
I've seen a Serbian film and I, <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable in my seat right now. Uh, oh, that theme, by the way, do, 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 that's from In Like Flint, starring James Coburn. I, I can't remember what it is. I've got a feeling it is. Because it's, it's used in something else as well. Mm-hmm. It's got sounds. Ah, it's, like got, um, it's from Austin Powers. That's it. Yeah, I remember that. It's the ringtone. Yeah. And that's why it's used. On the... On the, on the yeah, 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 that's right. And also, this is where he makes the joke. I see he wears the penis in this relationship. Yeah. Funny. And after which we're treated to um, photos, shall mm. we say? Explicit I mean, photos? The, the which, given these stories, must have just been from <laughs> the set. <laughs> the set. What kind of day are you going to have on set? We need you to dress in S&M gear today. We're just going to take pictures of you and Sandra in sexual positions. <laughs> yeah, just another day at the office then. Another day in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> I bet they were just amazed they actually showed up in the film itself. I'll bet, I'll bet at one point he had to phone home and you know because he had a young daughter at the time and he had to talk to his young daughter while he was dressed in this S&M gear. <laughs> How crazy must he have felt? You know? I thought you were going to say like yeah you can't come and see this film. Yeah, I thought it was a comedy at first but it's I'm not really sure not. I'm not sure what this is. Now. Actually watch Dracula before you watch this. <laughs> but uh, when did this all become all of a sudden a Richard E. Grant season? By the way? It's weird. <laughs> weird. But he's one of the best things in this. Yes, yes. And in Dracula. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. I've been quite happy with him as the leader. Yeah, even the photos, I got a wee chuckle at the photos, they were unexpected yeah. and they were quite yeah. fun. But it's just this is weird. Oh the the building they're in by the way was Mussolini's building. Oh really? That's why it's designed that way, yeah. Oof. Again according to the commentary. Oof. The commentary, by the way. The director who was told I'm guessing <laughs> was paid off to shut the fuck up and toe the line. <laughs> Because he mentions nothing about the background of it. He did say that one point, tell, tell him Ross, he says at one point, you know, people are, if you're coming to this expecting a big, big uh, thing on it, no, don't expect that. I'm just going to talk about the film. Doesn't say that's why. A, that's a sign of a great film, it yeah. is, it is. I mean, you know what? There, there are commentaries that are allowed to say what they feel. That's why you have that thing at the beginning now where, you know, it's, yeah. uh, people's opinions. Do you remember whose fault that was? No. It's on a film we've done in the podcast. Is it? Daredevil. Then Mark Stephen Johnson made a joke on that commentary. About what? I can't remember, but I think it was about another movie studio. Offended uh, somebody. Yeah. Somebody got the teachers. And that's from ever since. That message has been on there. These are opinions. Any interviews. Yeah. yeah. So Bruce Willis finds out that his next big role is to rob the Vatican. Speaking of people who wear the penis in the relationship, am I right, Ross? <laughs> Catholic priests. <laughs> oh, the Catholic Church don't get it easy for much. <laughs> what is he, Rob? He's got to rob some book in this. Uh, da Vinci's Codex, uh-huh. which is also in um, Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he's got a day to do it's it. It's a prequel. He's <laughs> got a day to do it. <laughs> so he goes looking over the back. And Can we just see? What is the plot of this film? <laughs> like at this point, you're like, okay, so there was that one piece of that oh, Da Vinci thing in it, and <laughs> ah, it's explained by the what are the the names, the Mister Mrs. Is it Mayflowers? The Mayflowers, something like that. Yeah. What's their first names again, though? Because it's Minerva. Yeah. I forget Richard E. Grant's character, but Minerva and Bunny, of course, Bunny Ball Ball. Yes. The dog. 
who did, did you read the story about that in his book? Yeah, it? it's just a shit dog. They just yeah. got a dog off the street. They thought they were getting a talented dog. And I got like, of course, my dog is very talented. But he had <laughs> oh, bullshit. He had, uh, he had like just a bright tracksuit on with like dog whistles on it, and they were like, oh, it must be legit. Have <laughs> you never read Terry Gilliam's book about working in Italy, Chinachita no. Studios? Fucking brilliant. The making a bar in Munchausen. Amazing. And horrendous at the same time. All the dodgy yeah. deals and everything. Yeah, has got a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Disney half. No wonder. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he goes to the that, back. It's explained there that they're after uh, the codex to make gold out of yeah. nothing. Out of lead bars. They want to make gold yeah. out of lead. Alchemy. Alchemy, essentially. And. Yeah. So if we skip forward. Da Vinci had discovered a secret to this. <laughs> I never bothered using it. <laughs> Just thought, I'll, I'll die a popper. Yeah, I'll just hide it. <laughs> Whereas an actual flag, there would have been, I'm not making a helicopter, I'm making a solid gold helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Vatican City. I'm making a castle out of gold bars. <laughs> so they want to make as much gold as possible to bring down the price of gold after the price of gold has shot up <laughs> and they've made all the money, blah, 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 blah. World Let's go rob the Vatican. And then just when you think you haven't had enough plot, mm-hmm. James Coburn shows up yeah. again and tells reveal some more. More plot, more plot. And he has the Did you pick up on this line that he said we blow up space shuttles for breakfast? Yes. yes. Yeah. Nineteen ninety one, this is at mm. eighty six Columbia blew mm. up. Fuck you, Hudson Hawk. Mm. Five years is not long enough. And that's no. too soon. That is a very yeah. definition of too soon. Can I jump forward to one of the things that... Um, oh yeah, we're doing a podcast. Made, made, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right now. Sorry. Made me almost sick of my mouth. Uh, and I want to see if we've got the same reaction from you. Spaghetti in a flask. That was, <laughs> that was supposed to be, right, according to the commentary, a, a joke. Yeah. Because like they're Italian, so obviously they're so going to have spaghetti. Soup, they have spaghetti. spaghetti in a flask. <laughs> I wonder if anybody will notice... Yeah, they did notice me. They thought it was shit. <laughs> it's just a shit joke, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really shit, mate. Because I was like, don't even fucking go ahead with that. Just have soup in the flask, mate. That's well disgusting. If you want to talk about cultural stereotypes, how about Bruce Willis? And he's yeah, get me some, and he has the proper terms for it. And then I'll catch up with that, please, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even though he's, it's already been established, he can't speak Italian, mm-hmm. but he knows the correct pronunciation for this meal that he's ordered. But yeah, we also catch up because it's a stupid Americano. That's what happens at the end of um, the heist because he uses a fishing rod to get rid of the book. And uh, see, before we go into the heist, right? Yeah. There's a bit where he's scoping it all out, mm-hmm. which I laughed at, and it's still quite funny. It's another genuine laugh where he throws the wee lassie's toy, the yeah. wee stuffed elephant that she's fucking mercilessly pummeling against the railings. <laughs> it's a psychopath yeah. in the weekend, isn't it? It just fucking launches up in the air, mm. and she's like, "Pookie!" <laughs> I got. Did you see where the, the laser beams were? Yeah. The, and see what would happen. Yeah. When the the, the bars came, he wasn't sure what kind of security. Did you see the after effects of that though, where the little bear had been crushed by the gates? <laughs> that was needless. <laughs> <laughs> needless. So anyway, I saw sense the, of <laughs> the heist. It's yeah. a bit more professional this time. Yeah, and he, he he gets away, and let's just fast forward to the fact that he jumps on a truck, rolls off a truck at one oh, point, oh. 
Oh, see the heist, right? Yeah. See when he gets how he gets to the back and is on this train, yeah, yeah, underground railroad, train, right? Yeah, yeah. He just pops his head up up through this cardboard box, which yeah. has got a flap open. Yeah. There are presumably people taking that box off, <laughs> and are like, "Fuck me, this box is a fucking ton. It's just cardboard." He would fall through that box, would he not? Yeah, it's well, that's a, a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> it's just a fucking cardboard box. <laughs> Who's the fat fuck now? <laughs> <laughs> Falling through a cardboard box. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. And although the box is open, what's in here? Oh, surprise! No, they just looked at the top and saw it was covered in stamps. Oh, it's got enough postage. It's fine. Did the pop orders the fucking Bruce Willis? <laughs> Oh, I mean, we do. Oh, offensive joke number 46, by the way. Yeah. Don't want to get rid of this, is where he says, uh, It's been years since I kissed a girl. Mm. Not that I kiss men, of course. <laughs> I'm no bender. Yeah. Bombs against the wall, guys. <laughs> I've only been in Sing Sing. You want to check my ring ring? <laughs> <laughs> it's intact. Talking yeah, to the Pope, is. though. And, and the rape joke is at this bit. Too. Oh, Talking to the Pope, though. Yeah. Makes Come on, the Pope. Why are you re- linking that to rape? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Catholic Church doesn't get an easy time of this. Ah, but at least the new Pope acknowledges all that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, <laughs> the Pope is the Pope watching is just... Mr. Ed. <laughs> and uh, when, when Bruce Lee's climbing over the roofs, he knocks the Bruce aerial. Lee. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah. Bruce Lee would have been in. <laughs> Bruce Lee would have been amazing in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him doing cat shit in uh, End of the Dragon. It's the funniest yeah. fucking scene in there. He just creeps about and people are walking around. <laughs> I would see him. I would see him right there. He's written the yellow tracks. Fucking amazing. So anyway, yeah, back to this shit. Yeah, the Pope taps the telly because yeah. um, Bruce Willis is ruining the aerial. But in the end, like we say, he ends up at the restaurant by rolling off a truck at a convenient point, landing right in the chair yeah. of yeah. his date. Andy McDonald's there. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, this is the point where, like you say, we've got the joke that... The CIA are waiting outside his apartment. Well, no, they're, they're in the, the restaurant. Yeah. Well, and they, that's where you get the line, uh, do you want me to rape him? What Bro, the fuck? It's just right out of nowhere. And, and you're kind of like, did he just say that? Yeah. And then two characters in the front. Keeps like, going. It's like, he'll read this book and it's a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Even Mel Brooks and Blazing Saddles wouldn't have had Mungo say that line. Yeah, no, no. You know? It's just way too far. That's over the line. Even for me, that's over the line. Do we think that's another Bruce Willis joke? Oh, that's well, Bruce Willis. Rape's always funny, right, guys? High five, yeah? yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruce, no? No. Uh, uh, who signs the paychecks here? Yeah, yeah high five, Bruce. <laughs> so, Joel Silver, he mistakenly thinks this is going to make a lot of money, so let's just get on with my ideas. God. I don't know about you guys, but this is the scene where I really noticed that Andy McDowell wasn't very good at acting here. This is the scene. This is the scene, mm-hmm. yeah. No, um, I think it's the scene where she's taking the drugs where I noticed that. I think it's the scene that she where first she's appears pretending to be a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I'm not sure if it's like the cheese that's making her act bad or her bad acting that's making it look cheesy at this scene, but it really does it just... Is this where um, Tommy shows back up? Danny Aiello. Well, the, um, Richard Curtis did say, you know that line in Four Winds of the Funeral that mm. I referenced earlier, where it's, uh, was it raining? I hadn't noticed. Mm-hmm. He said that, well, actually, that line was supposed to be sarcastic. You know, is it raining? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> but she decided to deliver it like that. 
we kind of did it. So. <laughs> so I think that's just her poor acting range of yeah, yeah, yeah. and not understanding the text. Yes. And nuance Which, and irony. And mate, I'm going to give her a pass on that one. <laughs> on this one, yeah. yeah. This is where they like go straight to, like you say, they talk about kissing and they're like mm-hmm. straight up in the room. He's yeah. got his shirt off. And he's like totally hitting on her. Well, my wife at this point came downstairs and she was like, Putting on the rape moves. She, she was like, What are you watching? Yeah. He was naked, right? He's got his top off and she's like rubbing him, and there's the whole conversation about the Hudson Hawk and where the mm-hmm. name comes from and that, right? But then he goes, I want to kiss you, you know, and he's like saying that. And um, Ruth's like, How did they get to that point without even kissing? <laughs> <laughs> Because he's he's probably being massaged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hello. And at no point does she think to mention that she's a nun as well. Yeah. (laughs) No point at all. And whenever I've had massages from nuns, (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't end well, and they're usually about 70 years old. (laughs) It's a different story, I'll tell you. They're all like. They always introduce the nun aspect quite early on. They're all like that nun from the Blues Brothers. Or the nun from. uh, Nuns in the run. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. <laughs> and the Avocado. Yeah. yeah, of course. But so, yeah, shall is we, this a shall we make, While what? we're on nuns, shall we make a cucumber joke or a joke? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. No, let's just move on. Um, so, well, is this the scene where. There's Fuck so much, no, there's so much <laughs> Whatever you're going to say, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is the scene where. Um, they have he makes the phone call to Daniel oh my head hurts oh yeah but he doesn't get the answer from yeah, him yeah and then the CIA folk turn up and David Crusoe's like standing behind them like mm. doing the actions at the same time that's weird isn't it but it's quite well done uh-huh. yeah yeah like considering David Crusoe's the one that's having to copy and he must have to know what he was going to do because it's not like he's reacting mm-hmm. he's doing it at the exact same time which is not bad but yeah he beats up uh, that's why he's method you see <laughs> yeah. oh, in actual fact that scene came before the, the Vatican post I'll take your word for it <laughs> yeah, because this is where he asks for it's like do you remember Keenan and Kel no he's probably a bit old for Keenan and Kel oh good burger I'm, I'm, aware, yeah. I'm aware who they are but at the end of every episode I'm always yeah. pushing for good burger to be a podcast episode <laughs> their film is on Netflix yeah at the end of every episode the like Keenan used to come up with an idea and he's like, I've got an idea to sort of this and, it would, and he would just give Kel like a ridiculous list like need a dolphin I need postage stamps. Bulldog for Blackadder. Yeah, that. I need dolphin and I need postage stamps mm. and I need some olive oil and meet me in the car park in 30 minutes. And it was always like just that Very joke. well parodied in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and I need that guy's leg. <laughs> I, watched the, I watched the escape plan last night and mm. there's a bit of escape plan where he's like, and I need that guy's glasses. And Ruth was sitting there and I was like, do you think it's going to be like the robot leg thing? <laughs> Escape plan, pretty good, though, eh? Pretty cheesily Sorry. great. Again, I think it falls into the category of, like, adulthood where you're like, this is a good film. Up mm-hmm. until the last ten minutes, and you're like, why are you fucking up with so complicated, like, plot? <laughs> like, oh, no, this is really this guy, and he's it's really so that simple guy. simple until then. It's yeah. no Hudson Hawk, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. It needed more Sam Neill for me. It needed more mm-hmm. Vinnie Jones for me. <laughs> so, so, yeah, less Vinnie Jones, more Sam Neill. <laughs> Would have been a winner. More Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> is he dead at this point in the film Frank, yeah they died in the ambulance yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so ironically 
weirdly. Yeah, so Danny Ayo, let's just go, Danny Ayo turns up. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, reveals himself to be a traitor. Uh, and then he's really not a traitor, because yeah. they double-crossed him what? by getting in the, the ambulance. Fuck? Again, with this fucking tone. Oh, thank goodness, the blanks, they, they, they fell for the blanks. They fell about 50 fucking feet. <laughs> On a concrete step, <laughs> and they're still fighting. And they apparently had a glass <laughs> bottle of ketchup in his pocket. Jesus Christ! Oh, we are real ambulance! <laughs> fucking heart! Do you think Bruce Willis was like, it's alright, I'll fall on top of Danny and yellow. He's fat enough to break the ball over for this. Oh, man! Genuinely broken my leg! Oh, oh! Oh! Christ, I don't care if you've survived Sing Sing, I'm gonna fucking kill you! <laughs> so. You get in a fake ambulance. Yeah, which then goes into the back of a truck. Yeah. Italian job style. Yeah. Um, and then it comes out the back of a truck. Annie McDowell reveals she was also only pretending to not be on his side and is on his yeah. side. Oh my god, double cross, triple cross, quadruple cross! And they're connected. <laughs> and they're all connected. And the CIA are working with the Mayflowers as well. Yeah. Which is the device. Oh my oh my god, my head is fucking dropping here. <laughs> Jesus. Can we not get back to singing? <laughs> yeah. well, this, this what happened to the guy that used to name how long a song was? Yeah. <laughs> this film lasts 93 minutes. Oh. oh, and at this point, they need one last piece of Da Vinci's machine, which uh, Hudson Hawk was going to get, but now they think he's dead or captured by the police. Yeah. Um, so they're going to do it themselves, the yeah. Flowers and the CIA. Uh, is this the paralysed scene? Yeah. So this is the next scene. They're in the apartment, which they'll never think to come back to. No. The CIA. No. Because they wouldn't think. Here. They wouldn't think maybe they've double crossed us. Yeah. So yeah, we get maybe this. The other character from this film that's holding them. To be fair, I would have thought that because if I was the CIA in the Mayflowers, I would have, I would have looked down from a big balcony and like. Mm-hmm. They fell 50 fucking feet. No way are they still alive. <laughs> oh, they've such concussion broken limbs. <laughs> the gunshot. Oh mm. my god. Well, they're well dead. To be honest, you didn't need to do the gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> no. Fuck it. I'm real. I'm real. But hey ho, back at the apartment. Um, Who shows up? Yeah, well, yeah, they get they get darted, don't they? Darted. 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 And, uh, By the. The henchman has got the really racist name. Isn't Almond, it? she's somebody Almond. Yeah, Creamy Almond. <laughs> Creamy Almonds. <laughs> White Almond or something, ironically, because something she's like black. That, yeah. Don't tell your wife you said that. <laughs> I like your Creamy Almond. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best chapline I've got, Grant. <laughs> Come over here and lick these salty nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm now... Sorry, right, we'll talk about this one. They get paralysed. Yeah. Then she gets paralysed. Because Andy McDowell shows up after they've been paralysed. Yeah. Because she's got a gun. She's going to save them. But no, she can't bring herself to shoot any of the bad guys because it's revealed she's a nun. This is also the bit where I got my second laugh at this film where they both say hi to her Mm -hmm. simultaneously when she comes (laughs) in the door. I must admit, when they're frozen and they're both posed in exactly the same but opposite ways... Yeah, uh, that's quite amusing. That's quite amusing. Let me at you. Uh, a head fight. One. It's quite funny. But yeah, they can. They they can talk. They can talk and they can actually move their heads. There's no slurred speech. Yeah. But hey ho. Yeah, that would be comedy. That's slurred speech. Again, you put Leslie Nielsen. Leslie <laughs> This is it's like the scene in the dentist. Yeah. 
this is where a good cameo yeah. for Sylvester Stallone would have been if they had this loud speech. Yeah. He showed up and he was like, "You're doing the puss on me." So they've got this detonator gun. Yeah, like fires grenades that have like suckers Timers on the end of them and suckers. Yeah, and one guy gets one stuck to his head. The bad guy, because the best classic, thing, classic bad guy mistake. They get a bit of feeling back. Let's not just shoot them and kill them. Yeah, she gets a dart in the gob, but still is able to talk. Yeah, and basically. What happens next he, is they end up with the kitchen. Down and then he blows it back yeah. up. So it's apparently got... Indiana yeah, Jones has done the Crystal Skull style. Yeah, but, but it's got points on either end. Either yeah. Side, yeah. yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. No. <laughs> so maybe she just swallowed it, maybe that's what it was. Maybe, maybe. Who cares? But yeah. he got of all the thoughts in this film, yeah. it's a minor one. <laughs> I, I, I want that slide. <laughs> Considering what else happens. Cool. So we now have the castle siege, don't we? Because yes. they realise that they're going to make all this gold at the castle yeah. and they've got to stop them. Andy McDowell gets kidnapped. Of course, heroin in trouble. Yeah. And she's... I, I really like the bit where... Because she can bring the gold pieces together. Yeah. It's revealed that David Caruso's in the room disguised as a statue. A statue. And he gets killed. And she goes, Kit Kat! <laughs> and he brings out a card that says, I always liked you. Oh, Bless. Not as an actor, because I think you're shit. <laughs> Andy McDowell. You're you ruined Groudhog Day for me. <laughs> he just kept repeating the same day. I would have left you. <laughs> I would have fallen in love with Stephen Tobolesky. Yeah. <laughs> I spent the whole day with him. But yeah, she's kidnapped and they've got to go and yeah. supposedly rescue her, but she manages to be fine. And luckily, this detonator gun has unlimited ammo. Yeah, oh, fucking unlimited. Yeah, because there is a lot of detonations uh-huh. in And then. It's pretty much all I've got to say about that. The whole thing. The one he calls Jumbo gets killed yeah. and says, Oh, Jumbo, we hardly knew ye. Because it's, James Coburn sends him out to look for the. the Mayflowers. What are they up to? Then we get to my favourite scene. He gets killed. Film. Where James Colbert beats the ever loving shit out of Rudolph. But again, this is weird. The whole thing yeah, the shit for this. cartoon because he's going back and forward. Three Stooges type style. He's like, I can't stop this. Ah, oh, no. And then it seems like a character should die. Mm-hmm. Or to phrase that a different way, a character should die. Yes. What, um, James Coburn? No, Daniel. No, right, in the right. car. Ah, but before that, James Coburn launches himself at Bruce Willis, overshoots the mark because Bruce Willis bends down to pick up his hat at a convenient time. Yeah. He karates across Bruce Willis over the wall and falls again 50 feet. Lands on a car. Lands on a moving car. Remember. Um, and he's still moving. What's his name in The Untouchables? It's <laughs> 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 a similar sort of uh-huh. thing. Fucking hell, he just fell off the courthouse. Hey, Danny Aiello died like a stuck Irish beef. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, Butler gets shot. I thought he was dead at this point, but apparently he lived through that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Because he kind of slumps forward and hits the accelerator. And the weird thing is, he was watching his boss get in the beach, living the shit beat out of him by Danny Aiello. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, why wouldn't you just stop the car and get him out of the car? Mm hmm. But anyway, continue. <laughs> They're having a fight. So anyway, they go, continue because we're near the end. <laughs> they go off the edge. Of the Mayflower cliff. gets out. The butler gets out. Yep. Danny Aiello and stuck in James there. Coburn go off the cliff. Yep. 
to the roof. Very quickly, the car explodes because there's a grenade being launched. Mm-hmm. So this this whole scene must take about four minutes thirty. So which song do you think they could use hmm. for Daniel? It was fiery death. Well, they're going to be standing. Balls of fire. Going to be standing side by side, aren't they? So I don't know. I can't think of one. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Jingle bells. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about side by side? Oh yes, of course. <sighs> and again, they're singing it so loudly. Everybody knows where the fuck they are mm-hmm. at any point. You know? And how do they make their escape? In the stupidest scene in this film? <laughs> uh, is it the image from the front cover? Where they are in a glider? Yes. Yes. That's after oh, they go the into the. Da Vinci's helicopter. Yeah. Eh? That's Da Vinci's helicopter, isn't it? No, no, no. It's, it's no, like Da Vinci's helicopter is the one with like, the oh, corkscrew right. in it. So just Da Vinci's glider? That's after they've tried the Minerva, the Mayflowers have um, built this machine. Yeah. He's left a piece out. It goes off, it explodes everywhere, she gets my, covered in metal. My god, these are some pretty severe deaths, aren't they? <laughs> yes. He gets head to toe caked in hot metal. Like, you think of that, that scene in Game of Thrones, spoilers for people who haven't seen it, where uh, the guy the gets the crown yeah. and he just like pours molten gold over his head oh, and kills him. It's oh, brutal. Oh. Yeah. yeah, this is kind of brushed off like, ah, well, they deserved it. <laughs> Richard E. Grant's hanging upside down like the the guy in The Life of Brian going, you lucky, lucky <laughs> bastard. <laughs> you died first. You get to go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, will reunion, play, reunion in a small... Will you play Nintendo with me? Corsican town, yeah. Again, imagine uh, Lizzie Nielsen saying that. And that's a funny line. Ross, Jim Bruce Willis seen it. Oof. Can you fucking believe it? Yeah, yeah. Danny Aiello's not dead. Airbags. Can Air you bugs. fucking believe Sprinkler it? Sprinkler system in the car. Can you fucking believe it? Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. Now, look, give me my cappuccino. <laughs> well, you fell 50 Ooh. feet and survived. So he, he drinks the cappuccino and throws it over his shoulder. The cup. Are you ignorant? Be style. <laughs> ignorant fuck this cafe is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you think they've got fucking money to burn? They'll like glaze those cups themselves. Yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't even pay for it though. Oh, probably not. I've cat burgled my way after <laughs> paying for this. <laughs> what a bastard. Cat burglar's his word for a bastard. And that's the end. That is the end. The Thank God. Oh, the boy that does the voiceover, the guy that does the voiceover, apparently uh-huh. does voiceover for Rocky and Bullwinkle, the cartoon. That's <laughs> specifically why they got him. All right. Because it was meant to be a cartoon. Frank Welker played the dog. <laughs> the dog? Yeah. Never. He did. Oh, He's wait. in the credits. Ball ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He always does in these films, though. Yeah. Woof! Like he played the uh, Lassie type dog in The Simpsons and stuff. That's amazing. So, short jumping moments then? Oh, pick yes. one. Pick anyone. <laughs> pick well, everyone. Well, well, Bob, pick your one then. Fucking hell. Just go five minutes in. Let's face it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, you could see something in here, this film. There's something there that's been corrupted by so many people. I'm going to go for the moment where he slits the guy's throat. And you're like, such Jesus Christ, out of nowhere! Shift, eh, that one, that is such a shift. I would say. So gruesome. I would say I kind of mostly had the thread of what the hell was going on up until the dark scene. 
And then it, it the what scene, sorry? The, the dark, dark scene, scene. Uh, right near the end. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, so the CIA is in on this with the, the meat flowers or what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Jews, have you read? Listen to this guy. <laughs> That's like an hour and ten minutes in. <laughs> See if you keep reading the Richard. You're yeah. learning, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> the You're learning how to put your hand in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> If you keep reading Richard E. Grant's book, you'll find that they go to the premiere, or they're, they're asked to go to a, a screening of the film. The premiere itself is a disaster, obviously, um, but they get a wee preview screening, and he goes in with his agent and Andy McDowell, and all of them come out with their faces like in their hands, and his agent's, I think his name's Steve, he turns to him and says, actually, you were quite... Don't even say it. <laughs> Don't even talk to me right now. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> like bottles of flat Coca-Cola we were wheeled in. That's what he said. That's how he describes it. Which, honestly. How embarrassed must he be? <laughs> but still, you're in one of the biggest box office bombs. I mean, that's got to be worth something. That's something in your feather in your cap. Yeah. Yeah. So. Never watch this again? <laughs> That's that's the lesson we've learned. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got the DVD. <laughs> I mean, and the opening soundtrack is probably about ten anyway. Must be. And that's living proof that no matter how many times you watch it, you can't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, really is. I've probably seen Bram Stoker's Dracula about the same though. I see that. That's me putting my hand in the fire. That at least and was and Robin I've entertaining seen. though at some point. Batman and, and like, Robin I've seen that many times. Yeah. It's because I forget how bad Hudson Hawk really is. And yeah, in most yeah. of the scenes, there's something there, like I say, that they just, you could see they just totally fucked it over. Yeah. Too many decisions. Um, but I, I think that probably was a case of too many cooks, see. Yeah. I think you're right. By the time we get to the castle scene at the end, I'm done. I'm fucking unfinished. Yeah. I don't want to watch anymore. No. It's 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 perfunctory. Mm. That last scene with the castle scene, she like anybody could write that. Get rid of the castle scene. Get rid of Leonardo da Vinci at the beginning. You've got a fucking sixty minute film. And take out one of the like. I understand the plot when there's take out like, all the gruesome deaths. When it's a farce and there's like three different. <laughs> Like we've all seen that film to get the heist. We've all seen that film where there's like several different agencies or people that mm. have like desires on one person to do something, mm. and they're trying to do their own thing at the same time. Like that's that's a well-worn classic kind of thing. How they managed to fuck it up with all this money, all these directors, all this talent, talent in very commas mm. behind it. Ego. I don't know how. Joe yeah, I think Silver, it is the ego. Bruce, Bruce Willis, the studio. Does. The director thinking that you throw enough money at it, it's going to succeed no matter what because evil. Bruce Willis has just made a really really successful film. I think if you've got one big ego in the room, you could probably work around that. Yeah, but if you've got ten, holy shit! <laughs> holy shit! Okay, so film for next time. Whose choice is it? It's yours. Yeah. Well, I think my original choice was uh, Suburban Commando uh-huh. with Hulk Hogan. We can be sued for that one. <laughs> Given his not recent actions. He's not a racist. Uh, that was five years ago. He was younger then. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, what age would he have been five years ago? <laughs> exactly. I think 62 or something. Exactly. I think we should probably go for... 
Yeah, I think I may mm. force you to watch The Pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked gonna, about it plenty of times. You're going to pacify us? Yeah. It's Vin Diesel, eh? Yeah. Vin Diesel film. Yeah, He's pretty, not a comedy star. It's, it's pretty much um, Mr. Nanny, mm-hmm. um, which was the, the Hulk Hogan film that I probably originally wanted to do because... <laughs> Could only have been funnier if it was called Mr. Slanny. Dead to you now. <laughs> uh, Terry Belayers. Yeah. Hogan, Hogan still the, very much alive. The icon. He 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 used the nice guy. Did he not brighten up Rocky Three? No, precisely. Have they not kind of whitewashed him out of WWE history though? Yeah. In the same way they did with that murderer guy, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Yeah, but he seeps back in. He's he's kind of came back in it now. Is I think it? there's a kind of period of penance that they'll just put people through. And I can't imagine, like, really? consider them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely can't imagine them going without the the star that they basically built the company on in the in the eighties for too long. I suppose. Uh, imagine bringing them back in the fanfare surrounding yeah. it. Him and Polly must have got on really well during the making the Rocky Three. I'm See, just reimagining uh, <laughs> the conversations. Yeah. Apparently, they had quite a. He's had quite a good interview or something. On Good Morning America, where he talks about it and just like how remorseful it is mm. and stuff. So, if it took that to bring it home to him, fuck yeah. it, that's fine by me. So, some hopefully, people, it has some people just speak out of turn. Yeah, and that's how they're brought up. It's how they've been raised, and, and that's just... how this podcast was born. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speak out of turn every we, we time. We tend to go after people that can't really give. You can't really have a problem with us having a go out of way like Nazis and the Steven Seagal. <laughs> Who's that, that director that killed, nearly killed all those people with a helicopter? <laughs> we can't mention him. I'm not saying it alone. <laughs> yeah. And he did kill those people. <laughs> Speaking of big egos. Yeah. They're nearly about it, Ron. So if you want to find us on Twitter, Grant, where can you find us? At Don't Jump Shot. Uh, Facebook, Bob. Don't Jump the Shark film podcast. If you want to email us, they can email us at don'tjumptheshark at hotmail.com. Until next time, bye. See you later. Bye.